are with Exalted versus World of Darkness, City of the Bull God, Season 2, Episode 3. We are in April 2022, and today we have... Brendan as the Storyteller. Peter as Sir Rigel Star, the Celestial Censor as Solar Twilight. Devin as End of Sadness of the Infernal Exalted. Holden as Layla Kirk, Infernal Exalted. Sam as Rowan, Egatimian. Alright, gang. So, uh, give me the quick rundown on uh, all the important bits that happened last time. Do you want me to just jump right in and start rambling, or does someone else want to do it? I can never tell if people like volunteering for this. I don't particularly like volunteering. <laughs> last session, we had to do two things. One of those things was survive a siege of the underworld by a bunch of assholes trying to ruin the free religious society existing underneath for people in need. And the other thing was Layla Church giving a bit of her backstory and a bit of problems she's having, while Rigel shows off that we preemptively, intrusively started to prep to resolve any tragedies in Layla's life, uh, but didn't want to get her hopes up. And then we revealed those plans to Layla. And now Layla knows that we might be able to fix Make wrongs, make right something that went wrong. Um, so then there was uh, Nega Rowan and uh, oh shit, right, and the Owl's Triple Four Loco Addiction. God damn, I forgot all about that first bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we went and had to deal with Owl first because Owl was a big mess, and then there's a Shadow Nega Rowan because uh, Pri uh, Prime Rowan had a limit break issue. Negaroan seemed, I don't know, fine, bad. The situation was more complex than End of Sadness was really able to engage with, so they just kind of waited for someone to intimate that they should start murdering one of the Rowans, and no one did. So, you know what? Probably uh, probably a wash. You know, Pro things are probably fine. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, did we threaten Owl to get clean or else or something, or did we, like... We wished him. We gave him a wish. Yeah, yeah, gave yeah him a I wish, own him yeah. now. Right, right, right. right. You let and him I wish his way out of a hangover, and then I uh, oath-bound him to give up for Loco. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, uh, yeah. I think, I think that, I think, yeah, we did that. We did those things to those people. Yeah, speaking of uh, oath-bound and... Now, and uh... Oh, right. Yeah. So so then we, we Rigel had to step on in and effortlessly solve the siege problem in about three seconds with his un with his unholy cosmic power. Uh, and now we're waiting for the Baroness of London to come on in for a student teacher meeting. To discuss her grades as Baroness. So uh, I believe that you guys had stopped with. Uh... <laughs> Any of the important vampires basically getting uh, time locked and yeah. putting a putting a little pen sized jail for Rigel to just hold on to. Which Anderson this doesn't know about. I don't think I know you uh, turned them into Mighty Max and Polly Pocket. No, come up really quick. Yeah, it looked like you sort of vaporized them. Yeah, end of sense is just like. It's happened five minutes ago, so they're not using any sort of deduction here or anything. It's like, yep, they're gone. They crossed Rigel once, and they no longer get to exist. And now we can finally live with ourselves. Rigel froze yep. time, and they've lived out of existence. Yeah, from our perspective, Rigel stood there in the Gamma Cave, seeing the siege happen, took a breath, and then Rigel was back, and there was blood everywhere. There were approximately 300 participants in the combat, I've been told, and they were all turned to slurry. Uh, there, I, there's quite a lot of dead here. Yeah, we haven't started the cleanup yet because we're waiting for the Baroness to walk on through. 
<laughs> that would be an opening statement. She's going to come. Uh, we put out a broadcast through all of Greater London on every speaker that exists, uh, telling her she should probably come down here for a meeting. And it's only 9 p.m., so she has time. <laughs> um, question for you then, uh, End of Sadness. How... When the, you put out, like, your flyers and everything, is, like, your personal cell phone number or, like, a business number somewhere on there? If someone was looking to get into contact with the Cult of Typhon, there's enough free-minded machines and people observing things and enough, like, Google analytic intelligent robots that will make the connection happen. Yes, my Okay. Uh-huh. Hey, might be a problem because now we're going to have the entire metropolitan police force down here in about 20 minutes. Uh, how would they be doing that? Why would you say that? What would cause that to happen? Did you just broadcast? You did oh. just broadcast onto everything. How would that translate to the metropolitan police force coming down to the gamma cave? I'm missing this connection. Cause vampire runs the pigs. Okay, well, Actually, that I'm means like that would mean said anything. I did, you said anything about the cult of Python during that broadcast? I mean, I said the Baroness's name. Told her she just declared war on us. I think or whatever, and said to report to the, quote unquote the Gamma Cave or whatever. But okay, so but it, if, it's the enough... if if the vampires send the pigs to us, that means the vampires have chosen war, and I'm okay with that response. That's a response I can understand and react to appropriately. If the cops just gain here all willy-nilly, that we have things in place to stop that. I'm just so saying, like, if yeah, if Gamma Cave like returns anything useful from Google, we may we may have a problem here. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm a machine demon prince. It doesn't. Fair enough. You probably I think you've bought enough dots and yes. Uh, Dragon Nest Security make that statement. Yeah. Plus the charm so, collection um, and stuff and all that. Yeah. After uh, after about three or four minutes, uh, a phone call is essentially directed to you. I think at some point uh, now that the chaos and uh, confusion is over, Whispers is probably uh, checking on people and might have. Uh, sent like uh, a runner to like hand you like a like a yeah. cell phone or something i will tap i will i will gingerly take the phone from them and give them like a pat on the head like ruffle their hair or whatever and be like and just put the phone to my ear speak to me oh hello uh is this uh the is this end of sadness it is Ah, pleasure to do pleasure to speak with you i'm uh pleasance one of the uh one of the ladies that you met at uh at Elysium the other week. Uh, so we just, Queen Anne just got your broadcast. Um, what's happened? Well, let me look at my numbers here. 300 vampires invaded the base and we killed them all. We would like to talk to the Baroness about this. We lost some of our members. Please have her show up sooner than later. Oh. Do you know about any underground vampires that look like monster people? They're all dead. Do you know about any vampires that are wizards? We killed a lot of them. Please have the Baroness show up to explain why it looks like she sent an army after us. Because I'm assuming this isn't intentional, but you know what they say about assumptions. They often end poorly for whoever's downhill. 
Ah, yes, well, I will make sure to do that. Is there anyone else that you would like in uh, her entourage to come with? Yes, uh, send that riot girl vampire, the punk. Uh, the... Take her on there. What, what, say that again? Uh, mi- the, 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 the anarch leader, Miss Dickman? Is that, is that who we're talking about? Mm-hmm. GM? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure thing. I'll, I'll do my best to get in contact with her and get her working with, uh, Queen Anne. Goody. Uh, then it sounds like, uh, what is the status of any of the other, uh, are the rest of the kindred down with you dead? Or do do you have any prisoners? Should we bring our negotiators as well? Um, Rigel, just... Out of curiosity, when you annihilated them, were there any survivors? They're asking Ooh, about just, negotiating prisoner releases. I was thinking about you know, the you know, Xavier that he has here. Like, oh, no, there were survivors. There's like a werewolf, but I don't think they're affiliated. I've been told to tell you not to worry about that at this juncture. Oh, well, f- fine by me then. Uh, we'll be down in just a little bit. Good, good. You won't be, you won't miss it. We'll have some people to usher you in through your entrance. Ah, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, I suppose that we'll grab a bite to eat on the way so that uh, she's not in a bad mood. End of sass just disconnects the call. <laughs> I don't care whether you go to McDonald's. <laughs> I just, what are you talking to me about? <laughs> call over. Anyway, yeah, they'll snack on the worker. There'll be Fomori, like, the ones that can't go out in public, waiting near, like, the entrance to guide them through the devastation and the bloodshed all the way up to the Gamma Cave. Making sure that they see all the devastation and bloodshed. Oh, yeah, and all the monitors that survive, they are playing the attack, like, what happened to the vampires on loop. With, like, photo, like, AI upscaled images of individual faces being brought up with dead going over their face. Like, this is a fucking (laughs) uh, documentary. Deceased. Deceased. Yeah. Like, this is God's, King Kong versus Godzilla, where it's showing all their kill counts. <laughs> so, will just, end of sadness, as soon as that call's over, I'm just going to go back to fixing my people. There are people that have, like, concussions and brain injuries and, like, shock from C4 going off and whatever the attack happened. So, they're just, and most of these people have their wishes granted, so I'm just making Fomori now. Awesome. Okay. Hooray, I've gotten you to use the Fomori charms. Yeah, so if you care what it looks like, it's just End of Sadness grabbing pre-built like, cybernetics, like when we talked to um, the woman who wanted her arm back. Um, and I'm just pulling those things and pulling them apart and adding bits in, taking out perfectly servable parts just and putting new stuff in too, because that's just how it works. You don't get to choose what kind of bacamona you get, so I imagine it's more art than science for what gets replaced and what doesn't. Oh yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, uh, and I was just going to a little fussy kind of like ritualistic fugue state and just start fixing people until the vampires show up. Okay, um, so here's the main question then, I guess. Do we want to do, do you guys go and do your time heist between waiting for the vampires or do you guys wait for the vampires to do that? I, I would love to get a little bit of time just to wrap this up and then we can go on the time heist. 
Okay, because I will let you know that they are going to take about an hour or so to uh, get there because they are getting together a small coterie of vampires. Yeah, and I independently contacted the uh, Anarch Vampire and sent her a message saying, hey, the main vampires in town kind of fucked up really big and I have an opportunity for you. You should do everything in your power to get here before them. Okay, um, yeah, um... With, a, with like a bracket Third, saying, this is a power play type scenario. Within 15 minutes uh, and like basically getting off the phone with Pleasance, uh, like basically uh, Anna shows up. Uh, she is, as before, kind of the uh, just kind of a big beefy lady. Yeah, uh, she can go and hang out somewhere in the Gamma Cave and decides going to keep working on their worshippers until they ha- run out of people to fix. Mm -hmm. uh she she uh if it's okay with you uh they'll either stay on the outside or not but she does show up with her two followers the the gangrel and the uh the 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 nosferatu who like hangs out with her they're they're given a place to hang out that will mean when when the rest of the vampires get here they'll see that they're not the first ones here that they showed up second possibly late and that's it Um, that's all my prep work yeah, um, I'm trying to think of anything that they might do to help out. Um, they no they just kind of they just kind of like hang out and like look and just kind of like I'm gonna be honest, like uh, <laughs> Anner is just kind of like watching and it's just like yeah, okay, this is this is weird. Uh, but and the other two are just kind of like off on the side, being kind of like the people in the corner being like, I don't know what to do. I think we got ourselves into something way too deep. Yeah. We yeah. just wanted to run a motorcycle bar. <laughs> Politics. No. In this hour, Rigel, do you let us know that like, you know, the vampire? Cause like, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I'm going to give you guys the filler on what happened, by the way, like the attack and the fact that, we only, I only got two bits of information. A werewolf saying that I'm a creature of the worm, which I've heard before and know about, and I think that werewolf worked for Endron and followed me here from America. That's the gist of what I know. And a vampire asked me where Star is before it went bad for the vampire and they had to skedaddle. And that's yeah. the only bit of context I possibly have. I mean, probably would have a quick huddle and I could like show you them like frozen in time, just you know there. So I guess we'll interrogate them later once that we have some more preview room. All right. Actually, I also like give you the info that about the time has been on, so you could... Oh, we're ready for that, uh, Rigel. I mean, just about. Okay, let me wrap this up, and we'll do it then. That's good. Yeah, perfect. And Layla wasn't mad or anything. No, no, she oh, was a God. bit floored, but. Oh, thank God. All right, perfect. Perfect. Hey then. Perfect. About uh. Right on the dot at an hour, uh, as soon as the call had ended, um, the Baroness of London uh, comes walking in with her coterie of her Seneschal, um, the Bruja uh, Violet Grant, um, Pleasance Thorpe, the, uh, one of the Toreadors, as well as the Malkavian Primogen and the, uh, the Sheriff. Uh, basically, she's got all of her... Uh, most trusted advisors with her. They are brought to the Gamma Cave, like the actual room, like the actual place out of Sadness lives where they have that sarcophagus throne that they sit on and stuff. 
um everyone will be there like there'll be like main cult members of femori spectating uh the anarch vampire will be there there'll be screens showing the, the attack and stuff on loop constantly with statistics being played out at all times and identities put up and stuff like it's it's th- th- this is a clearly manicured scenario okay um Give me just a second, because I, I feel like I should probably roll something for their reaction to this. Right. Also, I have that charm where creatures of darkness get uh, difficulties against me. Oh, they get right. They do. They do I get, get higher difficulties. I get, I get lower difficulties. I meant to say, I. It's easier for me to do stuff to creatures of darkness socially. Well, if you'll be rolling, then I guess that would be something. Yeah, but like if intimidate. If do we do we actually want to do social stuff? I just want them to know that they should be just a little bit, you know, off. Yeah, I'll do yeah, intimidation. I, absolutely. All right. One second. Uh, yeah, with uh, with your lower difficulty and everything, just uh, let me know what that this what that the total is going to be. What's the difficulty? Uh, well, the standard difficulty is six, so I guess that uh, that means it would that be makes higher. it four. Oh shoot! I yeah, turn that off. Seven successes. Jesus. Okay. Um, you have curated this in such a way that the vampires who are coming in are uh, very put off by it. Uh, you can see them uh, at one point physically recoiling from some of the things, especially if any of the the footage that Rigel of of Rigel basically going on a uh, completely That's all the rampage. That's oh, okay. all the footage on loop. All like the three hundred plus like stuff we captured. Like it's been slowed down, upscaled, crisped up. We're getting lists of people that it's happened to and stuff because we're using Facebook and stuff to identify people that were in there. Uh, And like we didn't clean up, we didn't clean up the bodies or anything either. So like they're walking through the massacre. We put them on a route that they go through the entire Rigel massacre circuitously. And remember, it's gore everywhere. Um, the only I, I um, the only people who do not seem uh as put off by this are um, the sheriff, uh, the, uh, the the only people who don't feel, su- who don't look super put off by this are sh- the sheriff and Pleasance, the, uh, the Toreador who you talk to on the phone. I'm sure they appreciate that, you know, presentation. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, to, to let you know, I, if I'm recalling it correctly, uh, the clan that uh, the clan that uh, the sheriff uh, Quint is uh, basically like lose their emotion the more powerful that they get. So like he is very hard to uh, clan to actually... rational atheist. <laughs> yeah, he's very yeah. hard to get a rise out of, and uh, yeah, he's the other mm-hmm. and, and then the other lady has some either. other stuff going on. Or well, the, the the mistaken version of people who don't like actually. I know. You track nerdery thinks Spock is. I know. I know. Those. I. I. I, I know. I wasn't saying the actual thing because you know. 
that's a whole nightmare scenario. They actually are emotional, super emotional at all times. And occasionally so, they get so hurt they die from it. No. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> oh yeah, they you gotta, die, you gotta take care of that fun bar. So, you lead these people to the sarcophagus room, and do you have do you have chairs set up for them, or do they just stand? First of all, I don't lead them. They are led. And second of all, mm-hmm. no. I have chairs. Whispers just coiled around it like an alligator, and my worshippers and femori and monster dogs are here. Those Actually, those no, stuff. no. Fuck that. There is one animal femori here on the other side where Whispers is, and it's that white deer I have. Wait, is is he coiled around it like an alligator, or is he literally an alligator right now? He's an alligator right now, and he's coiled around it because he's an alligator. Okay. okay. Yeah, the cops uh, like shot a white stag a little while back, so I like took it and femoride it. It has like uh, like silver flutes for horns that like it also has like a wood chipper maw. So when it wood chippers people, the blood that it sprays out on the other side of the flute creates angel wings. And uh-huh. I thought it was fucking awesome. It's not fun. Uh, so it's also like animal flaring because he was doing so much fixer people. Yeah, probably. How does that look? silver uh okay you know when the demon core went off and it was like blue light like blue radioactive light the real color of radiation is blue it's that Sharenkov kind radiation. of pardon Sharenkov radiation Sharenkov radiation is that what you said Sharenkov, yeah. yeah yeah it's that kind of radiation but it goes silver instead of blue so if you ever watch end of sentences powers work they start blue frequency go to infernal green and then they go to the personal silver as they they use their powers and like pump up like godzilla that's the the color thematics I chose for the character. Okay, so he looks like he's got a. It he looks like he's got an atomic stove. So they look like they've got an atomic stove going off around their feet. Yeah, uh, becoming an emerald bonfire around them, and then washing silver across the ceiling. Exactly, and it makes the sound. The tattoos are audible. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's supposed. I, I specifically like the Godzilla like frequency sound, the sound of it tuning up. Like I love that sound. It's a good sound. It's an excellent foley. Yep. Okay. Which means everybody here, it looks like they're being lit by staring directly into a fucking nuclear reactor. Yup. And we're inside a place of desolation. That's a dragon nest. That's literally infernal powered. So they're in one too. Are we healthy? Do we yeah, you're that? great. No, you have mm-hmm. exalted stamina. No, you're fine. We're My exalted we're stamina of one. You know, <laughs> they say that, over. You know, they say that bald and skeletal is the new look for men. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. When you're exalted, like, uh, you know, stage four cancer is like a, a bad thing. Keloid scars are badass. <laughs> Uh, no, I see. I see that we're all training for our, to, to compete in the role with uh, in the machinist here. Yeah, there it is. That's his real secret. Not apples and coffee and cigarettes. Ah, <sighs> oh, so. so I remember this whole scene. I'm looking like that one illustration from the Gehenna book with that guy sitting over a throne of like bodies and so on. Well, I, I had Steph. Oh I had, yeah, I actually had Steph. Uh, she's gonna commission. I commissioned her like for a picture of End of Status for a while back, and like. The standard picture is on the throne with towers of like TVs and screens behind Devastatus, all with the despair seven symbols staticking and growling with like imagery and iconery everywhere. So that might be in- integrated into this too. Like there might be like big symbols of the nerve symbol everywhere or like the seal symbol, you know, but like 
angry looking. Oh god, oh no. Oh, oh fuck. Boy. I just realized what basically what he that end of sadness is basically one time travel escapade away from being Caliborn. I don't know what that and is, we're but it's awesome. Have that fucking time travel escapade. That sounds awesome. I hope mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> All right, so that's the scene. It's set. The other vampires come in and look, and there's a quick glance over at the uh, the anarchs who are here already before them. Oh, they have a seat. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the rest and the Camarilla people don't. No, no, they don't. Queen Anne moves to the front and looks end of sadness uh, in the eyes as that she removes uh, a pair of stylish sunglasses. Uh, she's dressed in like a very proper like business dress is the best way I can put it. It's got little it, it does have a little bit of like uh, tinges of maybe like a little bit of like Victorian styling on it where that people could kind of like fit it in there. Hmm. But like it looks like a good mesh of like modern materials, but like old style, uh, old, old style uh, fashion from when it, she was, uh, be, uh, when it, she was still immortal. Okay. That looks great. And so this is impressed by it. Like if people can read emotions and stuff, like they're not a robot. They're impressed by that stuff. And she takes off uh, her sunglasses and looks to you. Goes Vampire eyes meeting uh, hexagonal eyes. I did not expect to see you uh, again so soon. I was going on my way here. I was going to ask exactly what had happened, but you've made very clear the transgressions that my those who have the unfortunate those who I unfortunately share blood with in some capacity have done. Is that it? Like, are they done talking? Um, yes, for now. Okay. I'm just going to move us through the important details real quick before we get to questions and answers. So six days ago, and then End of Status will play the speech from Halloween that was recorded and it'll play on all the screens where everyone agreed to be cool. And then that speech will end. That happened six days ago. An hour ago, screens again. This happened, and then it'll be, you know, good statistics. How many were there, what their strength was, how many were approximately vampires, people, unknown, that sort of thing. Uh, How quickly Rigel killed them. So it's like, you know, there's vampires and wizards, and if there's 300 people and Rigel did it almost instantaneously, that means it was like one person a second or less. Like, we'll do the math on it, the actual math on the time between Rigel engaging them and the time between them being a mist. Mm -hmm. So this is what happened. So my question is this, obviously you didn't send them. That would be ridiculous. You wouldn't make a mistake like that. So who in your organization is trying to get you killed? If I had to take a very wild guess, I would say that you already have the one, uh, if he's not already dead, because I did see him somewhere in that recording, 
Mr. Xavier Simpson is the one who's trying to make a play for my throne. Exactly. So I think it's clear that they are traitors and they betrayed both of us. Is that right so far? I believe that that is absolutely right. Okay. So when vampires were stealing my brand, uh, were stealing my brand IP, as Layla once put it, uh, we went in and killed them all and gave them to you as a gift a couple days ago. And that was for them just dealing drugs to teenagers in my name. So I've made the unfortunate choice to establish a precedence for retaliation. And then at this point, the bodies will be lowered down in front of them of our cult members. How many of my cult members died, by the way? Give me a number. Let's say, uh, I want to say like five or six. Too many. So yeah, six bodies under sheets will be just levitated down. Oh, is that all? Huh. It's too many. Uh, the only the only one that, uh, that that really hit off was the initial explosion, because that was basically like the surprise round. Like, how did you know? Why would you ever think that this would happen? Yeah, exactly. So... Okay, I guess that's fair. Also, like, usually in any kind of big disaster, you, you will get, like, three or four times as many wounded as dead. People exactly. Surprisingly and, hard to kill. And, like, Holden, you're right on the money there, because not only would it cause a lot more wounded, but we have a one-up in that we can we can stop wounded from going terminal very easily here. So that definitely played a factor in keeping casualties down. And plus, Sorry, I'll quit interrupting. Pardon? Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'll quit interrupting. <laughs> No, it's a good. No, it's good. That that I like that. That that's a great thing to bring up because I didn't think I was fully thinking of that when you brought it up. Like that's that's a great thing to like bring into the scene. Uh, plus, um, the other thing would be like end of sadness is a paranoid nightmare. So they've been prepping for the day that the that they would come for them. They being a big abstract fear. So anyway, so Baroness. You can see the situation I'm now in, because clearly you didn't try to make a power play, but I love my cult, and I promise to always look out for them and to always have their back when no one else in reality would. You know, they're kind of my tribe, I'm kind of their god, we have an obligation to each other. That's why they're here in this room, this involves them as much as it involves us. I completely agree, as it is our place... At least before your kind showed up, it was always our place to try and shepherd those uh, that that we fed off of okay. to a better way of doing things. Not all not all people follow that same way of thinking, but people build our houses that we hide from the from the sun in, not the vampires. Right. So before we continue, I'm going to give you the opportunity to suggest a solution. Okay. My solution is this. I will give a citywide announcement to anyone who wishes to remain loyal to the Camarilla and to upholding this bargain that happened at Halloween's Elysium. Anyone of clans that have participated in this atrocity against our allies, if they wish to continue to participate as members of the London Camarilla, they will bring us staked one of their elders. And then we will 
pass judgment. Okay. Is that all? Does that seem fair to you? It's a start. Here's what I'm thinking. We go that direction. I might even be... It's going to be clutch if I can let you take care of these people because I think my cult's going to want me to do it. I'll confer with them and see what the people want from that part of it. But I think that's a good start. Here's the conclusion. Some of your people have gone rogue and are trying to rip your society apart because at any point now, we could just tear down the secret. The secret can't stay secret. It doesn't really matter to us if the secret's intact, but it doesn't really matter if it doesn't stay intact. We can go either way on it. We've been hiding so far, but we could not. We, by the way, you're going to love this, Baroness. You know the speech your people interrupted? That was the speech where I was telling my people that we were getting ready to go. Not in five years, like in a couple of weeks. Now I'm thinking it's going to be a little sooner. I uh, figured out the problem with the Ark. So had this not happened, your little uh, underking and your little wizard vampire and whoever else was involved in this would have had an entire underground fully stocked and ready to go. I was going to walk them through and give them the territory myself. Lylard's blinking in the background at the mention of the Ark being ready. So here's how this is going to go instead, seen as at the very cusp of everyone getting exactly what they wanted, just like I promised six days ago and five years early, I am going to take over the territory of the people that were involved. I will be in charge of those. I, I remember I have vampires on my organization, feeding grounds and hunting rights. There's air quotes going on uh, all over. Uh, I'll be on your council as one of your vampire governors or whatever, and I will get both of their votes. <laughs> this gives me an invested interest in your society because I'm listening to you, which will keep your other vampires from making stupid decisions like this again. It keeps you with full access to the free unlimited wishes I'm handing out and gives you control over who gets them because now it's a council matter. And I get to make sure that there's a consequence for doing this. I really don't have a problem with giving vampires feeding rights. We have a system set up for the vampires in our cult to feed without having to punt people. We have communal feedings and stuff. Like, we were solving this problem for you. We were trying to eliminate there being a big draw of vampires on the city's population. Have you ever checked the CDC stats for anemia or how exponential like, like growth goes? You want something like this. And we we're gifting that to you. To make it easier on your kin. Because it must be so... Because I thought I felt bad. Because it must be so hard to live the life you live. You so, can see that there's, like, she has, like, grabbed the bridge of her nose with, like, her, her thumb and pointer finger and is just, like, trying to take all of this in because this is quite a lot of sudden demands that you're making. Just give me the territory of the people we killed who betrayed you and tried to destroy your entire world uh, over... Your sewer vampire had a temper tantrum because they didn't get enough of the entire sewer. They don't deserve that territory. They don't deserve to sit on that council with you. They don't deserve to be in charge of people's lives. And they never will because they're gone now. And it took less than half a second. But I imagine 300 less mouths to feed in your city going by CDC anemia statistics, 
uh, has just actually opened up a bumper crop of new potential for you and your vampires who are looking to expand. I've talked to your vampires. They talk about how you don't allow them to make sires, uh, make children in like really bad scenarios or really lean times or how certain rights and restrictions are put down. Now you'd have a lot more buffer room for those people. You'd probably become a lot more popular. It'd probably help smooth over the murder. While Layla is pulling uh, Rowan and Rigel into a sidebar at the back of the room. So just give us the guilty, give us the resources, give us the territory and the votes. We'll assimilate and vertically integrate into your little organization and we'll make things easier for you. You like sea spirits. Queen Anne. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, So Queen Anne looks to end of sadness. Few things here. Firstly, one vote. We can't have one we can't have one person having more power than the others. Counterpoint? One vote for me. One vote for my vampire representative. Riot girl. She looks over to Anner and just goes, oh. And And I will take. You know, no, no, and nothing. That's it. That's that's my counterpoint. Give Riot Girl my vote, and I would be more comfortable with that vampire having a vote. She thinks about it a moment and goes, I would really prefer not to deal with uh, Anarch trash. I would, I would prefer not to have to invade six different hells to get back six, six different worshippers' souls to put into heaven. But that's the job you gave me tonight. Do you know what it's like invading a hell? It's not easy. Um... She's thinking for a moment and just goes, Why is it always the hardest things? I just want to have a quiet unlife. This will be, this is your best option for a quiet unlife. We're different and we're changing things and we're not interested in disrupting things. You could not have gotten a better deal out of five gods showing up in your town. It wasn't quite an unlatched glow. It was the tiger. Give me... What is it? Uh, Charisma and leadership? Oh, fucking finally. Yes, it's Uh, my time. Standard difficulties. Uh, I think that this is a hard sell. Yeah, give me uh, the difficulty. So I'm going to say this is going to be a difficulty eight base. So six. Perfect. Standard difficulty. I will spend a willpower and roll 18 dice. <laughs> Jesus! 14 successes. As End of Sass will rise up telepathically and, like, you know, down to all the vampires below, just say, this is the best deal you'll ever get! Join me! We can have our time in the sun together! Metaphorically. How does 14 successes even look like? It looks like I get everything I want. (laughs) Fourteen successes looks exactly like this. Queen Anne takes her sunglasses and she, like, crushes them in her hands. 
and she looks up at you with like kind of admiration in her eyes. It hasn't been since one of the great wars that I've seen such a great speaker who could talk and rally the troops as well as you have. I will gladly give the Underprince's seat to you, and if you wish, the Tremere seat can go to uh, can go to the Anarchs until the Tremere can prove themselves to be worthy of sitting at our side in court. And by worthy, I do mean new people, the new blood, who are not bound to whatever their whatever their elders wishes are because it seems that our elders have forgot have forgotten what the peace and prosperity looks like should the time come that they have proven themselves loyal would you be willing to either take a new seat that we can make for you or to let them have the seat back I'm sure that's a conversation we can come when that comes to pass. And I think you can understand that I'll be acting in good faith as then. Noblesse oblige and all that. Of course. Of course. Uh, I did want to mention, I did see that there was a uh, a werewolf on the uh, on the screen when that, uh, of what you were showing through here. Mm. How are you handling that situation? Internally. If I may, uh, permission to give some uh, advice when dealing with them? Absolutely. But unfortunately, I have duties I have to attend to with my organization. We have to do another time travel mission. And time's arrows always moving forward. So I believe it's time to pivot to that. We can do those details later. As soon as you say that, the... uh the sheriff, uh, Quint, like, snaps his fingers and he goes, I knew it. Yeah, we just got... If I seem a little more weary than I was six days ago, it's because we recently did a year-long journey in the 1930s to kill some Nazis and just got back off the bloodlust. So you can imagine that we're a little... It doesn't, and, he, and they don't finish that sentence. Um, one of the other things that I feel like that you notice, uh, as well as anyone who's there is that, um, Pleasance, the Toreador, uh, is looking at you with the best way I could describe it is, uh, like stars in their eyes. Like you are the absolute, like her new obsession. Good. Perfect. That won't come, that, that won't have another shoe to fall. Anyway, I'm glad we were able to sort this out. We will take care of those who are in the wrong, have them sent to us. I'll talk to my cult about it. But uh, that's it. Well then, pleasure doing business with you. I'm glad that this didn't come to violence. Aren't we all? Between us. Aren't we all? I'll uh, gesture to the, um, what was her name? Annie? she the Anarch? Annie? Anner. Anner? I'll go over to Anner. Yeah. Does she have anything to say as people are filtering out? Wow. Uh, got, me a, got me a seat right uh, where I can do the most damage, huh? Don't waste it. Oh, don't worry. I won't. I won't uh, always be gonna... here. Don't waste it. 
heard. I'll make sure not to waste it. There you go. You have a good one. We got some business to attend to. Drop on by sometime. You're always welcome in the underworld. Will do. And of course, your people have feeding right in our territory, obviously. Don't feed on the cult, though. Unless they offer, which they sometimes do. They might turn out liking you because you were at my right hand during this. And they'll gesture to them, like, in the background, like, fawning a bit over, like, the other three. They Mm -hmm. can get a bit like that. We'll make sure that uh, we don't mess with any of you. Good, good. All right, Anastasia is going to go to the rest of the group. Layla, um, sorry that that took so long, but I hear we're ready to do your thing. Holden, if you're talking, your mic's muted. I was muted. Yeah, I That's was okay. muted. So, yeah, that would explain. Okay. So as the other vampires are filing out, Layla has been sitting at the back of the room on old barrel, uh, strumming out what... And oh, what probably nobody but Anna would recognize is the uh, the guitar line from Ween's "You Fucked Up." <laughs> okay, now that I'm 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 actually unmuted, let's try that again. I kind of missed everything you said and this fumbled like flicked my manual. Oh, no problem. On so and off and then realized I was actually muted on Zencaster. So, so <laughs> what I understand said was after they talked to Anner, they'd float back to the group and be like, sorry, that took so long, Layla. I'm here. We're ready to do, we're ready to go forward with your thing now. Right. Ah. Uh... Rigel says he's filled you in on the specifics. I mean, he's, I, I, he has, but I'm, well, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of uh, still a little polaxed, and also it seems like you know you people here are um, in a pretty rough time. And what's this about? You've got a damn arc ready? The arc's done. The death of my cultists, I guess. I don't know. Despair Seven says it happens sometimes, but it's done. So once we're done with your thing, we can leave. I didn't really see a boat down here, and often it's a it's a metaphor. It's um. I don't want to take up too much time, Layla. I'll show you when we get back. But let's um, let's talk about let's talk about your thing. Yeah, okay. That didn't sound like horribly ominous or nothing. I just I have a lot going on right now. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be flippant. No, look. This place looks like a damn bomb hit it, or uh, a couple dozen vampires. I suppose this case may be at a bomb. <laughs> I don't blame right. you. <laughs> So uh, yeah, the cult of status will start. The cult of Typhon will start clearing this place out, and now starting to do reconstruction and whatnot. You know, we'll check up on people. They'll get the new Formori parts starting to kick in in about a day, but we'll relocate to wherever Rigel needs us to relocate to. I don't suppose you, your, uh, you know, your magical bullet catching regimen has let you uh, have the ability to see demons, has it? See demons. Um... No, not really. Um, I can see Despair 7 when it manifests, but I, I don't know about anything that's, like, not here. Despair, Despair 7 says that there's, like, worlds on top of worlds, and if you have the right kind of eyes, and mine aren't the right kind of eyes, you can you can, you can can spot them, and I, I can't. I, I No matter how hard I focus. And the little vampire Ani back there was lying through us, she ought to be absolutely swarming with the damn things, but... Uh... Were they? I don't know. I just, I don't have the eyes for it either, I suppose. 
Yeah, I, I don't have a way to know. Like, do you think they had stuff with them or something? Or like they were possessed or being... Like, were they being controlled? Or do you think they were like using them as tools? Uh... No, it's if you if you break a promise to me, uh, I think what happens is like all hell comes out and fucks with you. Wow. All right. Well, no point taken, Layla. <laughs> point taken. I think that's how the Swirly Letters thing works. If um, just like just a hunch. Fair enough. If um, uh, if someone gets a wish from me and they uh, they fuck around, something else, something kind of similar happens. I'm pretty sure. I've seen it go on before. It's not pretty. So you know, all's fair. You should probably know about that. So then. Just two infernals oh. trading tips. <laughs> well, if we're gonna, goddamn, if we're gonna do the thing, I guess I should get back to my apartment and find something of hers. So, do you want a car to take you there? I, Rachel, did I hallucinate the part where you said you were gonna make like a clone? Yeah, we need to, you know, make a body double of her to swap her before she dies, so that you know we don't create some right. more paradoxes. Right. And it can't be so, her body because her body is the body we're going to leave behind, right? Yeah, we can't dig up the yeah. grave because that will be already be the copy. So we'll be pulling ourselves by our bootstraps. It's important that we stop. Okay, it's important, Leila. We learned this last time. When you're traveling through time, you can't. You got to be sure you're not trying to teach yourself a lesson. Because time travel will try to wrap things up into a little bow. It's a nightmare. So are we doing this with like a... Do we have like a mad scientist? Or are we doing this with magic or what? I mean, do we need like... Hair or toenail clippings, or just a photograph? Do uh, probably you know parts of her body would be the best. That's the closest connection. Hairbrush or something. Yeah. And what we have to meet back at your place, Rigel. You have the equipment finished there. Yeah, that's where that whole contraption sits. All right. Well, Layla, if you want, I can send a car to bring you to your place, and we could all meet at Rigel's when we're all done. I could talk to my cult here a bit and ease some things over. Yeah, that's uh, probably for the best. How did we get here so damn fast? I'm trying to remember. Teleportation. Yeah, that or... means her bike is still back at Rundle Flies. <laughs> I'll send a car. <laughs> a car without a driver will take you where you need to go while you don't have your bike. I mean, you go up a portal back down. So you could, you know, drive in silence and ruminate on your thoughts. <laughs> Alone. And movie music will be playing. It'll be raining. And Something then like... Sophie, a hideous and, production. And then like the people who did the original <laughs> Suicide Squad will have like one is the loneliest number start playing. Because that movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like Shrek. Yeah, it'll be like Shrek later. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. To be honest with you, every part of this whole this whole ordeal has been like Shrek, so that makes sense. Now you're a believer. <laughs> so yeah, and Usanis will uh, talk to the cult a bit and just kind of smooth this whole ordeal over with charisma plus leadership. I mean, they're your cult, so I feel like that it's very easy yeah. to uh, to smooth it over with charisma plus leadership without even having to roll. Eventually, you'll say the right words. Right? We're good. Perfect. All right. And they should get ready because the arc's ready. So once I'm back, we're leaving. 
Everybody, uh, so, prepare your Kool-Aid for the last toast. Yeah, people make that reference a lot, but like, no, just just get your shit together. We're going to get ready to start leaving. We're going to start scheduling deboarding times. They're just saying, no, we just like it for the taste. Yeah, but nobody likes power or flavorade for the taste. <laughs> Don't drink yeah. Gatorade. Get Hydrolite. It's just as good, but with less sugar. Fine, we'll celebrate with Hydrolite. Yes. You say <laughs> as I'm drinking a Gatorade here. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gatorade for the spare seven. So what, smash cut, we're back at Rigel's? Yeah, smash cut, back at Rigel's. First time End of Sadness is getting to see the, uh, the cloning and time portal machine. This is exactly what I imagined it would look like in my dreams. Hmm, should I drop off the, you know, time frozen things on my parents in case we don't come back so they can deal with the Tremere and Werewolf? Yeah, you know what? If we don't come back for some reason, I'm sure they'd have a lot of fun with those guys. And technically, they're my grand patrons. So, yeah, sure. I guess they just like leave a note, put them on the table, and you know, ring the bell whilst we're like going off. If they get loose, though, I'm going to be a bit mad. I, we got to deal with that uh, that werewolf monster. I think it might be my nemesis. Well, things have been going very fast. <laughs> things have been going very fast. Right. So yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll hang out by the machinery. Mm-hmm. Looking it over, admiring the work. Look at this. So, uh, oh shit! No, I'm gonna I'm gonna raid Rigel and Rigel's parents' closets or servants' closets for streetwear because we're going back in time. So I need period appropriate clothing. <laughs> going back in time a year period appropriate clothing you don't know how much fashion's drifted since then locked on the way right <laughs> so uh then Layla got uh something for the cloning machine then yeah and I found an old uh shirt that got on and uh had some hair on the I've just brought the shirt Sprout the shirt. I'm sure that Rigel's machines can find the uh, the appropriate DNA as necessary. Well, um, I mean, it's been clean since then, but there's just, I, I'm just hoping the hairs on the like the around the collar are. Maybe she got in the fight that shirt, and there's still blood on it. If CSI uh, can use it against you, it can be used for you. Yeah, that shit doesn't actually work. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess Rigel puts that into the sarcophagus along with some other clothing the copy would be wearing, something like that, so that you know she doesn't just get copied here naked. And yeah, I guess we'll cook while we're on the way there. Okay, so the cook while on the way there. Well, it's a, it's a process. It takes a you know a little bit to grow. Yeah, but don't we have to take it with us? I mean, yeah. I mean, we take the whole contraption with us. So the oh, okay. So we don't need fucking weekend that Bernie's a corpse through Patty's fucking window. That's good. <laughs> no, we're just taking the pod. <laughs> Well, if you like, I could go by and tie myself a day so that you know this thing will cook and it will be ready for us, you know, today. Time travel. It's so convenient. 
Okay. <laughs> so, um, this is the part where I say again, uh, whatever we whatever we are about to do will probably not make any sense if you have not read the little fiction thing attached to this podcast. Yeah, listeners, Jesus H. Christ. There's like a whole novel written to like introduce you to it's concepts. It's not that in this big. Game. It's not that long. It's really it's it's a very smooth read. Look, it's I like encounter I encounter people and table that are like, it's a paragraph? That's like a fucking novel for a backstory. So I'm gonna call it whatever they want to call it. Be like, you should fucking read it ahead of time. It'll give you all the goddamn backstory you need for a lot of what's going on here. Oh, no, it's a nice little short story. Several of those pages are two paragraphs. So yeah, well, five pages of backstory time to kill the character. Yeah, Layla dies first because this is fucking five pages of backstory. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> By the time this comes out, that Twitter argument will be lost to time. <laughs> oh God, three identical true. ones will have kicked in. Like tears in the rain. Fuck. <laughs> Okay then. So I the machine gets whirring and doing its thing and uh the chrono the chrono gate the chrono temple whatever that Rigel calls it I guess starts booting up making uh probably some loud noises. There's probably a little bit of popping going. This is, uh, this is technically your prototype for it, right? I mean, prototype slash, you know, first implementation, but you know, it should work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't see the other time machine making noises like that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, we've only been to one other time machine. Uh-oh. It's more than most people can say. The other time machine had a lot more uh, moving parts to it, so it was a little hard to tell. Maybe he'll, may, maybe that old mage only used those moving parts to hide all the whirring and popping that uh, punching a hole through time does. I don't recognize all these symbols on the device, Rigel, but what does copper provided by air Nasir mean? Uh, you know, it's a good luck charm. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, what does that, before we go forward, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, in ancient Babylon, they, they found this tablet, which is like writing in cuneiform, and it says, it's a complaint, it's an actual like store complaint, it's a Yelp review about this prick Aeonisir who sold substandard bronze or whatever, or copper to some guy, and that's like the oldest thing ever that survived. The oldest piece of the literature next to like the Epic of Gilgamesh is a fucking Yelp review. <laughs> that's fantastic it's just insane the idea that like this is covered in like supernal runes and alchemy and stuff and like languages and stuff and so i was like i don't understand all of it but what does this piece of ancient babylon mean <laughs> it's just it's just great maybe maybe if the time machine continues to work the yelp review will get better <laughs> five stars didn't explode <sighs> this time I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. We could make an entire campaign about you guys just going back in time and fucking stuff up. Yeah, let's go back in time and fuck up the innocent. Right? I'm like, yeah, let's fight that guy. I bet he was a demon from Demon the Fallen. And he's like, I'm just a guy. It's like, get him, gang. Beat him up a bunch. Get into his house at night and wreck up the place. Oh no! Let's steal your true name. So, uh, Rigel, how exactly does the time machine work? Do you just pick a date and time and go, or does it have to, like, kind of... Does it take a little bit to kind of, like, hone in? I mean, it has a separate charm magic thing for 
observing a time and play place in the past and different space so you can find some you know empty space to land this time machine and then you use those coordinates that you've you know uh, discerned with that and use that for the actual travel okay um so they have like you know what do go on. Oh, I was going to say, what we're probably going to do for this is, um, I guess you guys are going to have to go observing some time uh, from where that you are to uh, to kind of figure out where exactly to land. And maybe there might be some shenanigans of not hitting the exact, uh, the exact spot the first time through. Yeah. Because if we just do the rules as written, it'll be like, okay, we go back in time, we do the blip, and we come back, and adventure over in three rolls. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Whereas I wanted to have you guys maybe uh, hit a few other, at least one other little scene before that you uh, oh, totally. find uh, f- f- find uh, find Patty. Um. So we're about at the one hour mark of recording. Do we want to break and let as the we step through the stargate? Yeah, yeah, if you want to step through the Stargate and then we can break for just a moment and talk about this. Because I had one scene planned besides uh, Layla and and, uh, besides, like, uh, I guess the bedroom is the best way that I can describe it. We landed the Angelic Rebellion and meet me, Frost, yet again. God damn it. Oh, and for reference, because we're going back in time around the the norms, uh, I got to go in Cognito because I look like a monster. You all... (laughs) You all know what Anastas looks like. So Anastas is dressed up like the thin white Duke, David Bowie style, with like a suit and gloves and eye-concealing glasses. But like the neck and face still have the tattoos. I can't conceal those. Concealer just fries off. Hmm. Yeah, I figured it would like kind of suck. Yeah. But you know, everything yeah, else. Recording at this point. So. You know, everything else is working. You mm-hmm. know, boots, shoes, pants, underpants, undershirt, shirt, all the stuff Anastas usually doesn't wear. Yeah. Okay. Now I guess I'll be pausing. Yep. And we're back. All right then. So we want uh the time machine starts whirring up, and then you all zoom in on trying to find the appropriate time. It gets close to the timeline that you need within a few months uh, is about as much as you can kind of zoom it in with uh, the accuracy of like the all the stuff that you have but you need a little bit more info basically you need to kind of go into the time machine and kind of like adjust it very specifically to get to Layla's friend's time of death. There, there's only so much that you guys can do with uh, what you have. It's just like woodworking. You start with large cuts, then you make smaller precision cuts. Exactly. And of sadness says. <laughs> right now, it seems to be set for a night in April. Near a, uh, near a big club in London. Okay, I guess we'll all that. Or just was that holding? Wait, hell that, or do we just have to go in and find out? 
Uh, you guys have to go in and find out is basically the, uh, it needs, uh, it needs, uh, basically a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of a sample from the person to, to really home in on it. If that makes sense. Okay. So what are we seeing? What is, what does this, this whole thing look like? What's going on? So through the uh, the time portal that that has been ripped open, uh, you are basically uh, seeing the outside of a club in on a chilly April night uh, that Layla definitely remembers playing with uh, playing at at one point at the height of her career with uh, unlawful carnal acts. I think how the time machine works is that it goes like all together through the thing, so the whole structure pretty much moves. That large gazebo thing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a TARDIS. So okay. away we go. And that's okay. to calibrate before we can do the next jump. It's it's calibrating as we hang out in the in the in the present or in the past. Yes. Okay. I thought that it was a door for some reason. I don't know why. I think because we were just calling it time door before. Well, how did we get back? I mean, we're using the time door as an example. Like, oh, you can make an artifact. That does really cool stuff. Like the time door, the door that goes through time. Okay. Totally fit. <laughs> that That's where I got confused. Um, I'm still wondering how the fuck we go back. That's a good question. <laughs> we we enter the time-traveling phone booth. <laughs> and you rem- <laughs> remember, Layla, the, time, the clock in Sam Dinas is always running, even back then. didn't watch whatever you watch. <laughs> I don't watch what you watch. I wasn't sure if that was an in-character statement or not. I know that your tone is a reference. I don't watch your shit. <laughs> I don't watch what you watch and I don't smoke what you are smoke. We going to, are we going to like teleport a Stonehenge into the middle of the fucking street and cause a, like, a huge wreck? Is that what we're going to do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're Somewhere in some park or something. Just park it on top of a skyscraper. No one's going to check there. I guess so. Yeah, there would suddenly be a Stonehenge that just kind of appears. We're just Um, just the Stonehenge just part us. uh, Rigel, if you play into the fucking green room at the club. Rigel, if you if if you land dragging the furniture. Rigel, if you land in a street or in a forest, someone's going to biff their way into it and fuck up the present when we get back. Drop it on top of a roof. Should we just put it into Stonehenge? No, I'm not coming all the way back from Scotland. Yeah. That'd be a drive. Yeah. Yes, Stonehenge is pretty pretty far away. So, um, you guys are on top of a club. Thank God. <laughs> Problem fucking solved. Okay, so we're literally on a roof and we've got a bunch of stone Stella and a pagoda blowing and smoking around us. And we're a pagoda. Around. That's yeah, you guys awesome. are on top of you guys are on top of a roof of a club. Uh Layla, you look over and vaguely recall that there might have been some issues uh about uh, uh with the uh with the AC, with the with the AC that night, uh, that that caused some uh, some weird acoustics to happen uh, when you played here. I'm looking over. I can see that one of the Stella has like completely um, 
like melted through it. Like one of the one of the ceiling, yeah, one of the ceiling fucking uh, ventilation units. Like the time travel like sphere from Terminator. Yes. Yeah. Like it's just a glowing, it's just a glowing uh, stump. <laughs> There's like a little bits of electricity arcing off of in between the metal and the stones. Uh, uh classic special effects. Okay, so our aim sucks. Um, holy shit! And the holy shit is, as she realizes, as two things finally strike home. Uh, one. She's not fucking dressed for one in like just jeans and a t-shirt and a very fucking uh, high cut, uh, a very high cut motorcycle jacket. She is not dressed for fucking uh, the dead of night on an April. In the middle of <laughs> April. So there's that. Um, two. Holy shit! This is April. We just time traveled. Yes, our phones automatically sync to the you know time here. Oh, you guys won't let me take care of that. We don't want <laughs> guys excited. That's actually a technology. Give me your phones. Shit. Yeah, I don't you think mine's do getting service. No, no, that's not how everyone. Damn it! This is a technology thing. Just give me your phones. Shit. This is a time travel problem. <laughs> your okay. silence tells me you're not giving me your phones. Like you okay, don't, 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 don't let me catch you making out with it or anything. Oh, fuck off. Just let me just, I'm just going to demon possess them all and have them shut themselves off from like any snoop software or internet stuff or cellular pickups or government stuff. Cause that all exists. Please don't turn it into a rat. I'm not going to turn it into a rat, but it's going to be alive and you can transfer your photos to another goddamn phone and smash this one later. But just, I forgot about the phone problem. Uh, just smash it right now. Just what? Just smash it? Yeah, I was. I didn't want to smash it, but like you all have photos and music and notes on it, and we'll complain. Apps, podcast, we'll listen to later. <laughs> anyway, I take care of the phone problem. You can get new okay. phones when you get back to the future. You still have your phones, but they have demon souls in them. Oh. Yeah, you can get a new one when we get back to the future. So you guys are on top of a roof with a Stonehenge and there is an, uh, an emergency exit, uh, door basically like, you know, for people to come out and have, have a cigarette between shifts. And, uh, about a three story drop down into like either the concrete below or, uh, you know, an alleyway or whatever. There's a dumpster off to the side. If you guys want to aim for that, if you guys want to jump down that way. And if Satis will just fall off the building. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Levitate us. Just... Oh, wait. You want me to do that for once? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. One moment. Wait. I heard an uh. uh Layla is going to like look over the front of the building and see if she can recognize where the fuck we are. Uh, You recognize a club that you played at in April. Cool. Okay, we'll just pretend from now on that we felt like coming to put a name for it. Okay. It was a um, really cool name. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we will levitate down. Okay. Hey! Don't pick me up, I'm not a cat. I mean, you know what? Some days I wonder, Layla, in the most affectionate way possible. 
So I think uh, I recognize this place. So I think I recognize this place. And, I, and uh, if time bullshit is being time bullshit as it's prone to do, I'm probably inside playing right now. Oh, shit. So, question: uh, Did you guys levitate down into the alley, or did you levitate down into onto like street level? Inconspicuously is the answer. So, into the alleyway. <laughs> you choose for us. The, the context is inconspicuously. We're trying okay, not to so, fuck the future. As, so we were as playing they... hot clubs at the time, so there would be a line out front. Yes. So, as that you guys levitate down into the alley, and Layla says, holy shit, I think I know where that we are. I think that my band played this uh, at one point. The three of you can see behind Layla a van that is marked uh, with the name Unlawful Carnal Axe on it. That That is, like, b- behind Layla, as that she mentions that uh, she might have played here once. Oh, shit, I love this band. What? Turns around. Fuck. Yep, you're in there, Layla. She pats her pockets, and of course, no, she did not bring fucking sunglasses or anything else, so... (laughs) Okay, so how the fuck am I supposed to go inside if I'm already inside? Um, do you remember briefly passing out and losing a bunch of time this night? No. Damn, alright, we didn't do that, obviously. Fucking better not. I don't know. If you would have said yes, obviously we would have done it and it would have inevitably happened again. I don't know. It feels like we could fuck this up. I think we should be careful. Alright. Baby steps. This is my timeline. Baby steps. Do you need an outfit? I can get you an outfit. We can get you an outfit if you need an outfit. It's not hard. Right, will just offer his sunglasses. She immediately forks them on. They don't fit properly. <laughs> all right, end of sass is gonna pick some up from the crowd that looks about Layla's size and like be like, all right, I'm gonna levitate Possibly that guy things. over here and rob him and knock him out. <laughs> no, you take levitate a man out of the line. We're trying to be inconsistent. No, I'm, I'll levitate him. I'm gonna levitate him sideways into the dumpster. And then I'm going. Then we'll go down and grab his shit. Why don't you just let him? Hat. That'd be bad. All I need is a fucking hat. Jesus Christ! They're not going to recognize the rest of me. Yeah, nobody here wears hats because we're not farmers, Layla. Except for Rowan, because Rowan has antlers, which he has to conceal for obvious reasons. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it, what type of bar is this? Is this is not a one? bar. This is a club. Look at that line. This is a hot oh. young DTF club. I've never been in one of these. I'm sure I can get us to cut in line. I've done it before. Um, at this moment, the side door that you guys are near uh, opens up, and you can see a uh, a young lady comes out and uh, looks to you all and goes, Are you all with the band? No, we're a different band. David Blowy. Damn it! Why would I use that name? Yes, that's our band name. We're a cover David- band. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a little on the nose, don't you think? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tap my nose and be like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, I'm dressed like the thin white Duke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn sure. it. Fuck, why would I use yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's cute like that. Yeah. Um, Fuck. She kind of, uh, Layla, at this point, if you put on like the sunglasses and a hat or whatever. 
I've just I've I've turned my fucking collar up. That's the best I can do. I don't have that. <laughs> okay. Uh, she looks to you and goes, "Didn't I? Didn't I just see you?" No. I don't know. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Aren't you the? My control. My control. <laughs> Charisma plus leadership. No, you didn't. Here's 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you just say here's 50 bucks I think, or 50 pounds or whatever. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think it works. Of, wait a minute. David Bowie style. Water money. This conversation's over. I mean, yeah, I'm doing a delivery tonight anyway. So Jedi uh, hand wave as they keep talking. Do you guys want to skip the line then? We're, we're already walking in. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, cool. Uh, that was like a watt of hundred, so they can just calm down. Yeah, I'll. Thanks. I'll uh, I'll use this later. Um, real quick. If anyone's curious, if anyone is curious, let's get out of here before another person recognizes Layla because she didn't bring a costume. Shit! Shit! Um. Uh, end of sadness. I know. Uh, end of sadness and Layla. Uh oh. So, uh oh. Can both of you give me your favorite role that you I, fucking I know piece you of shit? Me asking you to make. There should be solar XP <laughs> and normal XP to incentivize you to buy up stats. <laughs> because Welcome to the old world of dark. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, it's Can't it's a uh, difficulty seven, uh, perception and alertness. Fucking seven. Fucking Jesus fuck. Christ. God no, damn. Had to famish yourself to get your hell <laughs> for and one half year. Big fat zero successes. Okay. Zero. Why okay, cool. I should have spent a willpower. Wait. Why didn't I? Wait. Wait. Layla, why don't you try that again? Nice. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> are through. Yes. One success. <laughs> All right. All right, I'll take it. Uh, Layla, with one success, you notice something very familiar about this person who just talked to you. Uh, they have purple eyes. Uh. Besides that, the rest of them doesn't look super familiar, but purple eyes is a little uncommon. Yeah, that's why Liz Taylor was famous. Layla almost walks into the door jam as a result, but then... Hurries on, hurries on in. So, uh, you go on in, uh, as you guys go on in. I have in, forgot that NPC's fucking name, which is the NPC's appropriate. The NPC's, yeah, it is very appropriate. She has a very high arcane stat. <laughs> um, but you guys go in and kind of follow behind her as she just kind of goes around and starts, uh, doing whatever that she's doing for the night. And up on stage, the sound of, uh, the sound of unlawful carnal acts taking the stage, uh, begins as they're, uh, would you classify them as heavy metal or what would you personally classify them as, uh, Holden? Pop punk. Pop punk. Okay. Yeah. As the pop punk stylings of unlawful carnal acts begin uh, with 
a mixture of covers as well as their own songs that they've written. And uh, for the record, all of you who have only ever heard Layla you, uh, just uh, shred on the guitar, but have never heard the full uh, the full band actually go into their whole thing with singing and everything. Um, it's really honestly impressive, especially for a bunch of mortals. Mortals, big cat. I mean, letters. I mean, these people don't have access to uh, to excellencies yet. Um, they are for the club scene. They are clearly at the top of their uh, their game, um, and are just kind of really sway in the crowd uh, within the crowd. You can see a couple people that kind of stick out. There's at least one dude who, you know, is an asshole vampire who's just kind of smiling and grinning and uh, watching all this. Uh, there's, uh, there's a few other people who might also be supernaturals just kind of hanging out and, uh, and watching this. Uh, but besides that, they continue to sing, uh, probably a good cover of, uh, maybe like Andrew WK or, uh, something else really fun. Like it's got like a lot of, like a lot of, a lot of fun energy to it. I get mean, just going to enjoy their time, like at the show, at a club, hanging out. So, uh, what is uh, our goal here? Uh, this isn't the point, right? Or Layla, meanwhile, is like instantly zeroed in on Andrew Parker and the crowd from from behind him, and uh, anybody who's paying attention can actually hear the little pops as she makes a fist way, way the fuck too hard. Um, how Layla, question for you. How much is your attention split between looking at your friend who is alive now and not dead versus uh, staring at your mortal enemy who is about to ruin everyone's lives? Oh, man. I, I would say okay. it's completely fucked up. This is couple, these, these are classic stakes. But um, also, yeah, uh, she probably somebody wa- if she's walking near the front of the group, I'm pretty sure somebody walks into her when she uh, descends to the floor, and there's a there's a whole band uh, going at it on stage. Um, it actually, for a minute, she doesn't even see herself, doesn't even care. Uh, there isn't even a, a moment to be weirded out and having like the out of body experience walking the band in action because there's Patty just belting it out on stage alive mm-hmm. back again after a year. Somebody who's only spoken or moved it's... in dreams for 12 months and more. I mean, it's a surreal experience. It's uh, it's the idea of, you know, before you exalted, you realize that you would never hear this person's voice again, singing or talking or otherwise. And yet 
there she is on stage doing exactly that. As you're kind of walking towards the stage and everything, um, we're going to swing over to uh, Rowan. What are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to, uh, I assume, help uh, Rigel with the uh, task that we have to complete. Mostly trying to stay out from all the people, to be honest. Okay. So, um, at what point Rowan, you, uh, while you're helping out with the task at hand, the task at hand specifically is to try and get some kind of sample of Patty, um, whether it's like, uh, I'm just trying to think of my, my brain immediately went to like a a guitar pick and I went, no, she's the fucking singer. Um, you can't, you can't do that. That's not how, that's not how bands work. Um, but you guys are trying to find something so you guys can zero in on her much more. As you're walking, um, can you please make me you everyone's favorite role, which is perception and alertness? Alertness or awareness? Uh, alertness. Awareness is specifically if uh, something supernatural is in the area. One success. And Two successes, surprisingly. Six. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, I was I, I was actually asking that from Rowan. Uh, four oh. successes. Um, so for you guys who did get uh, successes, I will let you guys know that you guys do also see this. But Rowan uh, stops a thing from happening. Uh, Ro- you you two see this out, out of the corner of your eye. There is a short uh, kind of. Uh, Short and like very baggy clothing, uh, girl. She's maybe like five two, and she has like reached up and is trying to grab at Rowan's antlers. Uh, oh, and Wait. Rowan notices just in time for her to like miss, and she like grabs at your shirt and like with a surprising amount of strength. Unless, of course, you want to try and resist her, she's going to pull you down close to her. And she's going to go, what the fuck are you doing? I thought I still had my hat on. I didn't end up giving my hat to uh, Layla. Oh, I thought that you had. Ooh, okay. Well, then I offered I fucked it. up here. Maybe someone I, bumped into you and then she saw I, I dropped my hat. I dropped you my dropped hat. You dropped your hat. Hand. You dropped your hat. Someone bumped into you while you're going through a club because uh, Rowan's not great at clubs. No. Or maybe... Or maybe you bumped into Layla when she stopped in front of you suddenly and it fell off. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. So, for a moment, your antlers were exposed. Yes. Um, wow. And she, like, grabs you and, like, pulls you down and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, grabbing my hat? Yeah, no, why are you, why are you out of the... You you can't be you can't be out in public with shit like that. Is someone accosting Rowan yes. in a club? Uh, yes, a very tiny girl is accosting Rowan in a club. Oh, well, don't fuck it up I... for him. He's probably. <laughs> it's why I have my hat on. Could I have it back? It's an art project. Honey, those, those aren't. That's not an art project. You got. 
you those are very clearly sticking out of your head. <laughs> so uh what she she like goes like she like kind of like motions for you like over to the bars like can you can you come with me so we can like talk? I what? We'll are you are you new? Are you like not from town? Uh no, I'm not from around here, no. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. I'll I'll set you up with a good uh with some good good place for 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 weirdo kinfolk like you to go. So so come on, come on. Let's go get a drink. Oh, oh okay, okay. And I'm she's just like, going to like kind of like take Rowan over to uh over to the bar. <laughs> Lila meanwhile is already sunk down onto one of the stools and like used uh one side of her collar to cover her face below the eyes at least from the perspective of the stage. Are are you she's doing the ignoring Rowan's problems fucking completely? <laughs> Did you, are you basically like doing the thing from Thor Ragnarok where that you like, no, no one will recognize me now. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a fucking disguise. Okay. I mean, what am I supposed okay. to do? No, 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 that's fair. But I'm just like, I immediately thought of that and I was like, aha. That, that's, what if I wear the good. scarf? Then no one will see my face. <laughs> now no one will see it. So you get close to the band. Um, what are End of Sadness and Rigel doing now that uh, Rowan has been taken out of the picture for a moment? Unless called to action, End of Sadness is going to get transfixed by like a TV screen in a bathroom or like at eye level in the club that I imagine is there because it's a grungy London club because there's current events circa April on there. And if anyone comes over from the group to see it, End of Sadness will turn away and that screen will crack. But Spooky. that's what they're going to do for a little bit. Because it's six months before. Mm-hmm. Well, if you'd like me to come in on that, sure. All right, go for it. Well, I guess Bridal comes in like, oh. Uh, I think someone like took Rowan away. And it's so will like perk up and turn around at you. That screen will crack. It was on like CNN. It was about American politics. What? What? Who? What? I think we need to rescue Rowan from someone before things get too complicated. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, where's Layla? Did she get a disguise? Uh, as best as she can, yes. Jesus H fucking Christ. All right. Um, which one do you want to do? Should one of us go off and make sure Layla's all right and has options or, and should one of us go and hang out with uh, Rowan to make sure he's not being absconded with? Maybe you go with Rowan, go with Layla. Deal. And we'll split. Right. Yeah, we'll split. I'll saunter over to Rowan. Uh, Rigel will saunter over to Layla. Okay. Um, so over with Rowan then. Uh, at this point, this this lady has kind of uh, sat you down, ordered you a drink, and just goes, "Well, uh, nice to meet you, hun. Uh, fuck, what goddamn accent was I just using? It was like Irish ish. <laughs> yeah, it was kind. Of, it was kind of Irish. Um, all right then, hun. Uh, listen, my name's uh, what what what's what's your name? Uh, I I haven't met a kinfolk like you before. Oh, uh, uh. Shoot. What, uh... Don't call David Blowy. That was my mistake. 
Rose. No. Rose. No. Oh. Rose. So you okay. know a friend named Rose. Don't use real people names. Oh no. Oh, oh shoot. Uh Wards. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm bad at coming up with names. You could also just use Rowan's actual name that he's never used. <laughs> Bill, Frank, Mark, Gary, Jerry, Tulip. <laughs> Let's just go with his actual real name that he's never used. Sean. Oh, well, uh, nice to meet you there, Shan. Sean. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Don't know why that came out. Ten out of ten. <laughs> nice to meet you there, Sean. Uh, featuring Sham. We're just a mess. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Lydia. Nice to meet you. I'm the local uh, contact for any of the uh, any of the kinfolk in uh, in in the actual city. So, well, uh, what are you doing outside of the? Uh, outside of the area. I mean, you clearly have some uh, and she like motions at the antlers. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying a club. Uh, by the way, has a minute passed in character? I'm sure. 60 yeah, seconds. sure. I'm sure it's 60 seconds. I've gone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I should have, I should have used it earlier. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we want. need to do. We need to fucking dig him out of a park where he's busy fighting a hobo. <laughs> Yeah, no, she, she, she did. Like, I think that it takes probably a minute from grabbing you by the scruff of your shirt to getting you to the bar to getting you a drink. I think there's at least a minute there. Rowan, if I had been want. quicker on the draw, I could have escaped this. I could have just disappeared. Rowan, okay. whenever you want, you, I could be on scene. Also, all right, yeah, just barge whenever. Sure. Oh, there's. Uh, I see. I'm just, I'm just here to enjoy a club. I'm sorry, my hat fell off. People no, no, no. It, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm here for some, some work too. Uh, I, I understand. Uh, well, you said club. I'm here for work. Uh, anyway, um, why ha, have you tried trimming them? Like, why are they so big? Um, no, they're bone. That would be I, painful. I, I, I'm aware of what the antlers are, hun. Are, you, this is the best one. The option I came up with. I'm sorry. And Ro Rowan, is this random person from the bar trying to change you five seconds into meeting you? <laughs> uh, uh, this is my friend. We were just having a lovely conversation about, you know, uh, honey, activities. she just kind of looks at you and goes, "Honey, I think you're talking about to some to. I think you might be mixed up. This here, Sean. Oh yes, of course, I must be mixed up. We know each other's name ahead of time because we communicated that, right, Sean? Yes, <laughs> yes. Kind of sad that you pointedly because you're going to introduce me. How are you going to introduce me? I don't know. <laughs> I gave you my favorite name. <laughs> this is the lead singer of David Blowy. Yes, that fortunately is my name that I chose for myself tonight. <sighs> David Blowy, huh? Pub. Yes. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm uh, I'm Lydia. Uh, Can I help you with my friend Sean? Well, 
she kind of like looks, she looks to Rowan and then goes, uh, basically kind of like, does the like, is he cool like motion? Remember, yes. Edgestatus does have visible tattoos that subtly glow that aren't covered on the neck and face. I mean, you could just have LEDs under your skin for all hey, she knows. no, that's a great rationalization to use. They should definitely lean into that. It's a very mundane uh, and banal explanation. Is she a faithful and would recognize him as the bane of Satan? <laughs> How many people in this club just like turn their heads? How many Irish people here recognize me as the devil? Uh, you know, now that you now that you mention it, because you do give off uh, like I, waves of being like aura. I literally have yeah. a flaw where I'm a, a beacon of the unholy, and the Irish are very Catholic. Also, I'm dressed as David Bowie's Thin White Duke, which was his, like, angry, drug addict, beat people up phase. I'm, like, the devil personified. I also set off Senseworm like a motherfucker, though not as far as I understand this Well, Senseworm is different. I'm really really glad that that, that Holden is picking up what I'm putting down. She, uh, she looks to end a sadness for for just a moment, just go, and even with the 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 loud music being played in in the club and pumping through everything there is a moment where that she kind of pulls back her lips and kind of growls under her breath at you oh shit oh my god oh no that's how they know who to hunt for a year from now they're not werewolves <laughs> i mean maybe I see. Well then, sorry about that. Um, so Sean Rowan, your friends, cool then. David Bloy, they're fine. David Blowy, it's nice to meet you. I'm Lydia. Um, your friend has a, and she kind of puts her fingers on her on her head. A lot of ideas and creative thoughts. Yes, yes, he does. He's a no, no, creative no, type. He, yes, I'm, I'm sure that he's an amazing fellow who I've just invited to a bar with to get a drink for a moment because I'm concerned that his ability to keep hidden from regular people and not cause an accidental outbreak of insanity among the populace might be causing problems. I'm pretty I, sure a dude in a top hat isn't going to cause people to lose their minds. It's not the 40s anymore with ankle socks. I bumped into him and I could see his antlers. You mean his cosplay antlers that he wears because he likes to cosplay as them among the normal people? Yes, we all saw them. They're very nice and well done. He's very creative and wears a very nice hat to cover them. You know, I'm not Problems sure... Not. If you've just been drinking too much from King Breweries, or if you took a dip in some Endron oil, but you you should probably get that cleaned up, my friend. Yeah, or you could just go the I other don't way. Think... You know what I found? I found when you have a lot of clothes with blood stains on them, you don't go and get them cleaned or get new ones. That's very wasteful. You just dye them red. Double down. Anyway, we're here for things that don't involve you, so why don't we move on from that, okay? Yeah, I, I'm just here for the club. I'm just having a hard, great time. Of course. You know what? That's fine. I see my contact here. 
you, uh, she kind of points to Rowan, just get in contact with some of the local kinfolk and maybe see about shaving those down. I've got friends who can help. Jesus. Tried that before. It was very painful. No, thank you. Sometimes you gotta deal with it to to fit in. Anyway, uh, I see my contact. Uh, yeah, Rowan, you never have to, to do that later. to fit in. Don't don't trust them. Fucking Christ! Yeah. People have to people have to fit in around you, not the other way around. Mostly, people just don't see me. Yeah, I am deeply impressed how hard Indus head is trying to pick a fight with a fucking werewolf. I thought they were a fey folk. So no, yeah. they're, they're they're a werewolf. <laughs> That's what was confusing me. You said kin folk, like fey folk kin. I'm like, oh, it's a fairy folk. Why are they being so uh, banal? I mean, that's a that's a very different and far less dangerous thing to fuck with. But why are uh, they? Kin, they kin I couldn't understand why they are being so normal and baneful and mundane. Like they're like, oh, there's no, you know, it's it's not like a creative thing or anything. It's just like horns or I don't know. They they just seem very I, normal. And I was like, no, so even courting, even courting like five five nut punches in a single turn for a. a couple minutes now. So, uh, I, I might be misremembering then, but I could have sworn that kinfolk was the uh, the term that werewolf uses for I didn't know. people who are uh, people who have the werewolf gene but never made the change. Well, why would they assume Rowan yep. was a werewolf? Were- Rowan has because antlers. He's he clearly has... a fair folk. Fair folk have well, antlers. No, because, well, I mean, there could be like He's deer... Like a- Changing like, folk, who knows? He's like a fairy noble. He's like the the dude with the the deer the the fucking donkey for a head with antlers. He's you know puck and stuff. Non fairies generally can't see fairy shit, so I don't know any of this. Also, <laughs> supernaturals tend to like be extremely blinkered, and they just assume everything has to do with their shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just thought like in my mind, I'm like, look, she has an Irish accent. She's talking about like concealing yourself from the normals. Maybe she's like a leprechaun. That's all. Like, watch out, Rowan, tiny, tiny, tiny. Oh, is this also because she's so small? Tiny, tiny, tiny. Yeah, you said she was short. I'm like, yeah, short Irish and judging people. Okay, yeah, this is like a fair folk. Yeah, and Prino, she's only like fucking eight foot six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and Sadis completely dismisses this person and tries to get Rowan back on back on baseline. Okay, she she lets you go. Please don't get ripped uh, in half like a phone book at my show. Damn it, that's gonna be an awkward memory to patch up. <laughs> as it as it, you're leaving, uh, you can see the 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 girl who uh, who let you guys in uh, goes over to this lady and starts talking to her. Can you fucking believe that, Rowan? Shave off your horns. God damn, what is up with London? <laughs> she shouldn't have even been able to see me, honestly. Wait, but... seriously? Well, haven't you noticed it ever since I got back? People don't really notice me. I just thought people were on their phones all the time, that's why. Well, yes, but also... <laughs> uh, no, I, I've never noticed that, sorry, Rowan. That's fine. All right, so so I know Rigel went off to save Layla. Uh, she's not in trouble. She just doesn't have a disguise or anything, and I think things are starting to go off the rails because, wait, if people shouldn't notice you, why the fuck would they notice you right now? What, did the time travel peel off some of the perception filter stuff we give off? No, I literally bumped into her. Oh. It's not perfect. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, all right. All right, let's see if we can meet up with them and, and make sure we don't taint the, the the time any time anymore yes let's oh man this is very confusing all right so swinging back over to rigel and layla 
who are sitting through a set of, well, unlawful carnal acts. Uh, Layla, if you could give me, let's see, what's a good equivalent for trying to be stealthy? I'm sure there's a stealth skill. Holy crap, there is. What would be good for just blending into a into a crowd? Charisma, maybe? Charisma? Charisma and stealth? I think that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that appearance would exactly work, because I think that, that would make you stand out a little bit more. Mm-hmm, yeah. Especially, cons- uh, difficulty is going to be a six. You guys are playing a packed club, so... Uh... It's a little bit easier to blend in. Make sure that yourself doesn't accidentally see yourself and then new memories start forming and then you have to Ashton Kutcher butterfly effect yourself. Oh, God. oh no. <sighs> Do you know there's a butterfly effect too? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just move oh, on. So remember, don't have any like videos of yourself, you know, being born. God damn it! Tell <laughs> you what the fuck. Difficulty six, right? Yeah. Uh, five successes. Nice. On damn. some dice, somehow. Okay. Um. Oh wait, you... excuse me. Four. I forgot to check one subtract. Uh, four oh successes. well. My bad. Well, you know that just changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> that world notices you. Um. So you're there for the whole set, and you do not notice yourself. The rest of your band does not notice yourself. The set concludes. You guys, you from the past, walks off stage and uh, basically starts taking stuff down uh just kind of going to going to rest up and everything and as soon as that you're off the stage and away um there's an arm on your shoulder very familiar toreador arm wow Layla you're Seems like that you've hardly worked up a sweat from that big performance. If you could imagine like a wooden cigar store Indian coming to life, how that would move. That's how her head rotates as she as she turns to look at uh, the vampire attached to that hand. That's such a vivid description. <laughs> Holy shit, bud. That's uh, so out of there. It is obviously Andrew Parker. You can almost hear the creaking in her neck. Andrew Parker looks to you and smiles that way that you know that he could to change your opinion on things. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Layla, Um, sweet, sweet Layla. What do you mean? 
I mean, that was not that was not spoken in character. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that was that was just me looking up the intimacy rules because I hate this motherfucker. Using, oh boy, he's using presents. Uh, I do have that. They're all. Uh, he is if not he is actually using, using. He is not using a. Uh, he is not using any disciplines right now. Okay, but if he does, oh. if he does decide to turn that on to make me like him, I have a fallback. Okay. But I'm looking up because I forgot how that shit works. Oh, willpower roll ah. difficulty eight. Uh, That's okay, Leila. We've got a time machine. We just need to go back in time and rescue, you know, this Parker fellow from you. <laughs> <laughs> Her voice is very, very, very dry, which is I'm true. Well then, seems like you're doing better than before. You're really building up the old stamina. Uh so are you ready to uh get out of here and go solo then? Or are we going to have more chats? Solo career could be very lucrative for you. I know a few strings that I can pull. We can... We can really turn you into a rising star. I believe I'm one already as it stands, aren't I? Oh, yes, already. I'm just saying that, you know, you can ditch the hangers-on. Do I need to make a willpower roll to remember, like, that it will dick up the time stream if I put a green sun nimbus flare fist through his chest? <laughs> you know for a fact that that'll dick up the time stream. If you just explode him here, that is going to cause some problems. That's fine, Layla. We'll just take his skin and wear it and then fuck you over in the past. So the whole thing Look, will go the second you teach us that you can be your own grandfather, we're all going to stop respecting time. <laughs> but I mean, listen, if you want to put the Green Sun Nimbus fist through his face and just kill him before you actually have your season one confrontation with him, I guess we'll just figure out how that goes later. <laughs> ah, turns out, end of sadness, we'll see you Andrew Parker all along. God and likewise, it. it will. Sh and likewise, it will shit things. I'm guessing it will shit things up. This is the, the this is the internal argument Layla is having herself. It will probably completely shit everything up if I tell him to go fuck himself now instead of having to have him the diner in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here, and we're not supposed to be having this conversation yet. Look, well. I just Andrew, figured I've that... got to go tonight. I've got to go. We've we've uh, we've got uh, a thing later tonight, and um... oh yes, yes. Don't dally. I'm sure that you can think over my request later. And he kind of like looks down at his cell phone, and you can see uh, you can see on like the screen, uh, it has a uh, a collar and it just says M on it and he goes well I've got to take this this comes from the big boss right right we'll uh we'll talk later and she waits for a moment for him to turn around mm -hmm. he turns around and he goes what can I help you with sir 
Mm. Okay. Yes, so... actually, I was just on that. Excellent, as you wish. And he hangs up, and I assume that you're gone before he turns around. I guess in the meantime, since we, if we need something from the past to triangulate on their thing, maybe, you know, since Ryder's around here, he can use his um, whatever thing that lets him use academics for other skills and use larceny to steal some part of Andrew Parker so he can triangulate his position a little later. Uh, yeah, that would work. There was one last thing. Oh, yes. Uh, what's that? Did he turn back around? Uh, yeah, he, he's going to turn back around. Uh, Layla drops her borrowed and too fucking large sunglasses by an inch or so so they can lock eyes. And okay. I'm going to spend two essence. Uh-oh. 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 To pour the uh, boiling acid of hell into his mind and completely burn out the memory of this of this entire conversation. Okay. Assuming I can I can uh I can beat his uh I can beat his willpower and contested roll. Uh his willpower is a seven. Okay, so he's rolling that against difficulty six, and I'm doing wits plus intimidation against also six. Let's see. And I'm using the excellency to juice that. No, wait, fuck. Hold on, wait. No. Uh, hold on, do I have an excellency for that? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So it's his successes versus yours? Yep. Okay, I will let you know he got four. Oof. Oh, fuck me. Okay. No, I don't get double pens on this, but I also don't get one subtract because innovation is a key skill for me. So. Six successes. Okay. Edging it out, but he will not remember that you two had this conversation. Yep. And while he's just uh, standing there, I assume twitching a little bit as the acid, uh, as the acid uh, boils away his uh, memories, I am going to make an about face and go see where that and go uh, find Rigel. Okay, Rigel. The part of your plan is to find a little bit more of something from Patty to help the time machine triangulate on her time of death. Also, roll that four successes on getting something from uh, Parker over here. Also for that. Because we know that okay. we're having a confrontation. Uh, with four successes and also with the fact that his mind is basically being uh, having its memories rewritten, you are able to get uh, a few, uh, like a little something uh, from his pocket uh, in that case. Uh, your, your choice, maybe it's like a like a like a pound note or maybe it's like a, yeah, like something from his wallet. Him. 
You clip you clip a little bit of hair from him. He won't even notice. He'll regrow in a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, vampires. Did you want to use that as well to get something from uh, Patty? I mean, either or. Like, I think we're going to move on from this scene now. Seems like we've okay. done everything. I thought we okay. needed to get yeah. something from Patty. I thought that was like what we were here for. Yeah, that is what you guys are here for. Okay. Sure, I guess we can use that also on Patty. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll it. That's five successes. Okay. Um, at some point, you, uh, I guess, just kind of like go up and uh, greet the band, which I think is probably a little bit weird for Rigel because, you know, you're also greeting uh, Layla. Um, but in the process, you get a little bit of like hair or something from Patty to like help the time machine really like uh, uh, really, really get... hone in on her time of death. Maybe I get some merch and you know, get her lipstick on it or something like that. There you go. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I actually really like that, that Rigel got some merch and got a little bit of like Patty's lipstick on it. Huzzah. Rigel's a very uh, a, a suave... Uh, Mid forties, dude. I th- I think that that's fantastic. Yeah, hope my manipulation five, perfect. <laughs> All right, with you guys having gotten the stuff, um, the rest of the crew can meet back up. And where do you guys want to go from there? All right, so let's uh let's debrief. How did it go? Did anyone interact with anything in the past here? I just bumped into apparently a uh, magic person. Me a kinfolk. Yeah, she's kinfolk. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so we can look her up. That woman that could see you. Yeah, we can look her up. You're right. Uh, What about you two? That girl who let us in the back door. Did you not say anything about her eyes? Uh, Piercing and gorgeous, but a lot of people have eyes like that. The same color with those weird fucking sparkles in them that I. What the fuck is that NPC's name? God damn it. Millie. <laughs> Millie. They're the same weird, like, sparkles in the same color as Millie's. And Millie is. The Sidereal. The one who sent us to the past to kill a bunch of Nazis? Wasn't that a colonial wizard? Okay. Alright, alright. So some, someone recognizes us, maybe. Alright. Good to know. Um, is that it? Like, we didn't make any major mistakes here or anything? I don't think so. Alright, well, if we don't have to fix anything, did we get what we needed? Yeah, we got some more connections. Alright, well... Should we get out of here? Yeah. Let's take the fire exit, make sure that nobody stumbled in there having smoke. Yeah, alright. Okay, uh, you guys walk out the fire exit. Um, Rayla blows out like a really long, intense breath. Uh, as you guys are walking out the fire exit, uh, you see, uh, two people walking in from it. Uh, 
One of them being uh, someone that uh, End of Sadness recognizes pretty well that 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 Toreador lady who uh, who's been kind of yeah Pleasance. eyeing you a little bit. yeah Pleasance uh, yeah she's been kind of eyeing you she's there um, and she is talking with uh, with the purple eyed lady. I'll look at both of them as we're walking. Remember who they are because I now I remember Millie now that I've actually gotten to actually see her and just load that into my memory. <laughs> And then you guys uh, are out there. The alleyway besides the van for Unlawful Carnal Axe is completely empty. There's like a smoldering cigarette on the ground and does that's it have, not it. Uh, does it have van art? The Holden did... No, <laughs> the van for Unlawful Carnal Axe. Did, did you guys have like van wizard art? Like a mural? Like a van mural? I mean, what's the point of having a van if you don't have van art? No, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I'm so worried that you weren't going to have like a really cool van wizard or something you on there. You it yourself. <laughs> no, man, we unicorned that motherfucker out. You, okay, there, there's a re- does Does the unicorn's horn also have like blood on it? I don't know why that that, that came. Th- I don't know why that my brain like immediately. I think that it's the name oh, of the band is why that I think that unlawful carnal acts has like kind of like an ed- like an edge to it. But yes, so there is a cool unicorn. No, but the horn is shooting a rainbow out of it, and also a second rainbow is coming out of the unicorn's ass. And again, I must mention it's in space. <laughs> I used to have a fan like this. It was fantastic. And of sadness says, looking at it longingly. Should steal this van. No, you don't steal another person's home. So, with all of your stuff gotten, uh, I guess Flow it's this time inferior to... time period. What's up? So I guess you guys just got to go up to the roof. Yeah, I'll lift us up. Okay. Oh. Cool. I will not be asking for uh, perception and alertness rolls. There are four dudes hanging out by by the Stonehenge by the time travel thing. Oh, Jesus yeah. H. Christ. Man, can't do anything back in time without getting messed up. What the They're, fuck? They have large tablets that are like scanning it and trying to figure out exactly what that it is. And when oh, you guys land. What now? Tablets, like, 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 like an, an iPad. iPad. Remember, yeah, it's like only iPad. a year in the past. This is normal. There, there are motherfuckers waiting for us on the roof. Yep. Uh, how many motherfuckers? Four. About four. They've got a few tablets that are uh, scanning this thing in. Uh, one of the dudes has uh, caution tape that uh, he's wrapping around the uh, the whole thing. The fucking fuzz. We're here for like an hour. God damn it, Rigel. You didn't get like a license or something? I'm joking, by the way. Anyway, Are you let's saying let's, this out loud? <laughs> let's deal with these fools. I'm going to land. One of them turns and looks to you with like a sudden, um, very quick, like the head turns and then the rest of the body turns and they raise a hand and go, halt, citizen. This is a crime scene. 
I'm, I'm not, not up here. I'm not a citizen. You're a all citizen. people are citizens. No, I relinquished my identity to all states or government entities. I'm a individual person without a government uh, sin card. Jesus Christ. So what are you doing uh, around our time machine? Oh, this is your machine? Yeah, duh. We just flew up here to see it. Catch up. Well then, I'm going to have to cite you all a ticket and ask you all to come down to uh, come down to the local station with us. Uh, no, that's a naval court. It doesn't count. Unfortunately, this machine is in direct violation of New World Order Law 113, Section 9. Yeah, and the New come World with Order us has, and comply. New World Order has no jurisdiction in these matters, and you know that. The New you have World any Order idea what the fuck he's talking about, or you're just making shit up? Layla, I've been around libertarians before. That's basically how you win these arguments. You just do it until they shoot themselves, or like, go have sex with a dolphin or something, Okay. What the, what the fuck? That's what happened that, to John McAfee. That laugh was like perfectly timed and horribly oscillated for the fucking yes. comment that accompanied. I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you forge your bronies. Yeah, like that. Get the hell out of here. We don't have time for your shit tonight. We're on a timetable. I'm not. I'm not sure that this is how we. Did, this is like incognito, but all right. Well, they're here and they're trying to say a bunch of New World Order anti time travel shit, Layla. Either we tell them to go away or we make them go away. I am trying the short and simple option first. Oh, what do I like that old man? What? Do I like that old man? You know the 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 time guy. Old man, you time have guy? created. You have committed crimes against reality. You are reality deviants and are therefore in direct violation of New World Order Law 113, Section 9. Guys, you like, have okay. 10 seconds. Well, how about this? You give us 10 seconds. I'll give you three seconds because if you're talking about New World Order shit, that means you're going to be inherently our enemy because you're going to try and stop us doing what we want because you think you're in control of the world. And that's just the not dude, how it works, dog. The dude in front of you's arm unclasps folds out and turns into a chain gun. Holy shit! Oh, thank The you. other three do the same. I will... You have ten seconds to comply. I am Guys, so the magic people but you know, the bad ones. Rigel, if I absolutely fuck this up, how can you fix it with your time travel powers? Uh, maybe, but... I mean, fuck, those up, fuck them up. They're, you know, the bad guys. They're like Nazis from ages. What? Wait, you know these people, Rigel? I know of them. And they're like Nazis from ages? I guess, yeah. Then there's still time. All right. Uh, <laughs> I guess we roll initiative. <laughs> I guess that we roll initiative. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, should we pause while we prepare everything? And yeah, that sounds good. Fucking god, been about another hour. And pausing, and we're back.
Okay, so we were talking, and we're probably going to end it on that cliffhanger there just because it's late. So we'll pick up with this in the next episode. With that in mind, I was Devin. Brendan. Ether. Holden. Sam. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. This game is a collaboration between A Pair of Dice Lost and sponsored by Nobody Podcasts. You can find us at apairofdicelost.podbean.com and sponsoredbynobody.podbean.com. You can find Exalted vs. World of Darkness over at holdenshearer.wordpress.com.